The ARA acknowledges the traditional owners of the land where we have recorded this podcast, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and we pay our respects to the Elders past, present and recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders as Australia's first traders, who utilise a sophisticated network of trading paths that have facilitated the exchange of goods, knowledge and culture for millennia. Hi, I'm Paul Zara and welcome to a special Christmas episode of Retail Therapy. It's almost Christmas time and with that comes the busiest time of the year, of course, for the retail sector. It's going to be an important festive trading period for retailers this year, particularly for discretionary retailers or non-food retailers who make up to two-thirds of their profits during this time. Joining me for some retail therapy is Fleur Brown. Fleur is ARA's Chief Industry Affairs Officer, and we're looking forward to talking to her about what's in store for Christmas this year. Welcome, Fleur. Thanks, Paul. It's exciting to be back for another conversation. Well, this is the special Christmas episode, and this is where we get to reverse roles, I guess. So you get to ask me the questions. I prefer to be asking the questions, but (laughs) um, you get to ask me. That'll be fun. Uh, Paul, let's get straight into the numbers. The provisional Christmas forecast from Roy Morgan's in, and we're expecting a $66.8 billion spend in that pre-Christmas period. How does that stack up compared to last year? Well, look, uh, it's an interesting number. It's still a big number, $66.8 billion in not to be sneezed at, but it's actually edging in line with last year's results. Uh, and we're seeing, obviously, and we've seen that happen over the last few months where, where shoppers are constantly and continually tightening their, their, their budgets in wake of the cost of living crisis. So, you know, compared to 2022, when you look at the categories, one of the categories that is up is food. Um, it's projected to increase 2.4%, mainly driven by supply input price increases, to be frank. Uh, the other categories, hospitality's um, forecast to be down 4.2%. Household goods, which has had something like nine consecutive uh, months of softening, is down 3.2%. Clothing's down 0.8%. Uh, um, and these are categories now that are bracing for a very, um, s- certainly for a slower Christmas, but a softening of spend all round. Now, what's pleasing is that department stores are up 2.9. Now, in that, what we don't know is whether that's um, the discount department stores that are driving that uh, intuitively, that makes sense. Uh, and other retailing is up um, by 1.7. Now, that other retailing category, these are the ABS categories, of course. It includes categories like recreational goods, books, cosmetics. They're poised to record sales growth. So that's pleasing to see. So look, the marginal increase in spending this year is really being inflated by supply chain price increases, particularly in food. And an overall increase in Australia's population is just over a million additional people uh, in the country this time versus la- this year versus last year. So that gives us some uh, hope. But if you, if you Look, all in all, um, you exclude these factors, overall Christmas spending, uh, unfortunately, is in decline. Interest rates have been, of course, a talking point all year. How will interest rates affect the appetite for Christmas spending in 2023 compared to previous years? Well, look, that's a really good question. I think um, we did our forecast at this point. Uh, We will uh, more than likely update them as if, if there's future interest rate rises. We'll need to do that because that will affect spending. But interest rate rises um, were already on the rise this time um, last year uh, leading into Christmas, but they weren't nearly as high as they are now. Uh, and last Christmas, uh, last year's Christmas spending was also bolstered 
by what we call the freedom spending phenomenon we've talked about previously, where people were desperate to splash out, spoil and enjoy themselves after the hardship of the pandemic. Now, in November 2022, the interest rate was 2.85% um, and in December it was 3.1%. Uh, so this is taking back us back to last year. So from June to October this year, this year the interest rate has been held at 4.1, which is significantly higher than the 2022 holiday season. So this does have a real effect on household savings and ultimately reduces discretionary spend. We're also looking somewhere between um, 400 to 500,000 households set to roll off low fixed rates onto these higher rates in the back half of this year, and that will significantly impact their budgets, of course. It's really interesting to take a look back at the uh, the good old days, I guess you could say, with those uh, interest rate levels this time last year. Uh, and certainly not a great surprise, I guess, that, that we've seen um, that kind of movement. But tell us more about the value-driven customer. What can retailers expect in terms of shoppers who are looking for value and how can they appeal to them? Now, look, that's a really good question because there's no doubt due to the financial pressures we're currently experiencing, a, a big part of their buying behaviour will be geared towards bang for their buck. They'll actively seek out the best deals and they'll look for value purchases. But it doesn't necessarily mean they're buying cheaper brands. Many value-driven consumers believe in investing in high-quality products that are built to last. So ultimately, they want to feel like they're getting a deal that is hard to come by, but they'll still want good quality. And speaking of values, we're still expecting other values to factor into shopping purchases this year. Things we've spoken about a lot, such as ethics and moral values, looking for products that are eco-friendly, have minimal environmental impact, and are produced using sustainable practices. And with the changing consumer habits this year, it also makes Black Friday and Cyber Monday even more important. We still expect this to be a really big event. Yes, always a really hot topic. Uh, how will Black Friday and Cyber Monday go? Are you expecting uh, a lot of shoppers to use those events to get their Christmas shopping done early? Oh, no doubt. So I think there's um, that that's certainly been the trend in recent years, and there's no reason for that to change. Uh, and in fact, a Black Friday and Cyber Monday does really leverage that um, that value shopper, and we expect this to be bigger and better. And look, respectively, they are two of the biggest sales events on the retail calendar before Christmas, uh, and there's always a range of bargains to be found. It really started off, as we all know, in the American shopping tradition, but the Black Friday sales have become a global phenomenon, and millions of Aussies will undoubtedly take part this year. In recent years, upwards of a quarter of a Christmas shopping is completed in that Black Friday, Cyber Monday week, weekend alone. So we expect that to be the same in 2023 and only be bigger. Wow, that's, that's huge numbers. Of course, when Christmas comes around, we always hear this debate about the difference between online shopping and in-store experiences and which one's going to reign supreme. What are your thoughts on this, particularly in 2023? Well, look, there's no doubt online shopping is important. It allows customers to compare prices easily. It also provides customers with um, convenience. And it is surging, but the, but the reality is that the vast bulk of retail sales still take place in stores. So we expect that people continue to shop in stores. They want the experience. Nothing beats the Christmas shopping experience of going into a physical store and hearing the music and seeing the beautiful displays. But of course, nothing beats the convenience of shopping online. So they've both got a part to play. And an example, um, you know, if I think about the Christmas shopping experience, nothing beats going into 
the city, uh, wherever city you are, but particularly in Melbourne and Sydney, to see the the, the, the Maya windows in Melbourne and see the David Jones windows in, in Sydney. They've earned a reputation as a tourist attraction on top of simply being, you know, a great department stores. Let's shift the discussion into marketing. What advice do you have for retailers who are looking to launch their Christmas campaign this year or even evolve their brand during what is quite a hectic time for getting communication messages out? Well, look, I guess my advice is really to the small business um, uh, operators because all the big uh, major retailers would have uh, completely uh, signed that off and be ready by uh, to launch their Christmas programs shortly after this podcast is released. But if you know, if you would, if I was to give any advice, you start really by understanding your target audience's preferences, their needs and behaviours during the holiday season. You know, what are their pain points? What are they looking for? Tailor your campaign to resonate with your specific customer base. Are you aiming to increase sales, boost brand awareness, foster customer loyalty? or promote a specific product or service, knowing your goals will guide your campaign strategy. And of course, your campaign may be to do all those things. And finally, develop a compelling and unique holiday message that sets your brand apart. This message should reflect your brand values and resonate emotionally with your audience. So they're my tips. Fantastic. Uh, Great to hear that advice at this uh, time of year as, as those retailers prepare to get their campaigns underway. What role do loyalty programs and customer retention strategies play for retailers during this holiday season? And how can retailers create long-term relationships with holiday shoppers? Well, look, I, I like to see uh, and, and, you know, get my lessons from international markets because I think it's always great to see what's happening. In, you know, it's a, it's, it, it, we're now in a global industry, uh, but I always look to, to, to John Lewis in the, in the UK. I think the lesson for me there is really around that emotional uh, storytelling. John Lewis is renowned for its heartwarming Christmas advertisements that tell touching stories. Local retailers can learn the power of emotion-driven marketing during the holiday season and connecting with customers on an emotional level can really create lasting impressions and connect in that, you know, and pick up the joy of Christmas. And that's that's what I do see when I see, and I, it's an anticip, much anticipated um, advertisement that John Lewis adds. Um, you know, Another global phenomenon is IKEA. Um, the lesson really there is around simplicity and family focus. IKEA's Christmas campaigns often focus on the joy of spending time with family and creating a cosy home atmosphere. Local retailers can emphasise the importance of family and the simplicity during the holidays, aligning their products and messaging accordingly. Another really good example, actually, is um, uh, a global example, is Coca-Cola. I think the lesson there is the iconic branding. Coca-Cola's Christmas campaigns feature the Coca-Cola truck and the iconic Santa Claus, which have become synonymous with the holiday season. And I think local retailers can understand the importance of consistent branding and association with festive symbols. Some great examples there, Paul. And I I would encourage anyone listening to uh, catch your uh, social media feed because you quite often uh, first spot some of those beautiful offshore moments and share them with your audience. So keep a look out. Um, love, love, are you always the first to share the John Lewis campaign? Yeah, I, I love doing it. So what's on your holiday list this year, Flo? Look, I'm going to pick up a theme that we've seen through the year and that's uh, 
food and hospitality. Uh, definitely uh, a lot more into my cooking as a consequence of this year. Maybe it's cost of living uh, challenges challenged me in the kitchen. So I'm definitely going to try and uh, put on a spectacular Christmas feast. Uh, that'll be a big one for me. Um, and I think I'm really inspired to get out and have a look at those shop windows. I think there's going to be a huge resurgence this year as the shops really try to win back their customers and create more customer experiences. We all know how much Australians love getting out and about. Yes. Um, and uh, I think it's going to be a winner this year. So I'm, I'm inspired to take my daughter to have a look at those windows. What about you? Well, look, for me, um, the best gift I can get is actually <laughs> time to do nothing. So I'm looking forward to actually, it doesn't cost much, but in fact, when you're a busy person, just to be able to sp spend time, I love walking, um, being out in the sun, you know, in the garden, you know, having some downtime. Of course, Christmas is a busy time for the ARA as well. We, we're generally, you know, making sure that we're out and about and available right through that busy Christmas um, and holiday trading period. So come January, I'm looking forward to having some downtime, uh, staying locally, which I'm quite excited about. So um, it means I get to enjoy a little bit of um, uh, Australia during this time with hopefully, um, you know, nothing to do. So that's that's my plan. Well deserved. It's been a huge, huge year. I, um, I, I hate to reflect on all of the activities that have happened this year, but definitely a big year. It's been really crazy. And I think we, we sort of thought that the pandemic would be um, uh, the end of it and driv driven most of it. But we've obviously what we've seen is this, um, this move from the pandemic to many different issues, challenges for the Australian consumer, but also from a retail point of view, you know, they've certainly had to deal with lots of, and we've been fronting all that, whether that's in the media or in policy, when it comes to cost of doing business or the, you know, significant industrial relations reforms that have taken up so much of our time. Absolutely. And a shout out to, uh, to the ARA's uh, blog feed and our news uh, content. We're packaging up Christmas this year for retailers. Uh, that content is available on our website uh, and there's all sorts of uh, tips and advice from experts uh, that, we, that we've assembled for, for retailers to take advantage of as they prepare for this really busy season. That's a really good point out. And I'm going to take the opportunity to thank, I know there's a lot of the ARA staff also listening to this podcast. We want to thank them because we know that um, when the, when you know, the, the going gets tough, um, we're sort of out there, uh, out and about making sure that we're protecting, unifying and informing the retail industry. So on, on that note, I wish you all the very best uh, for Christmas, uh, uh, Fleur. I know we'll be working on Boxing Day together um, as we um, deal with the, the media um, onslaught as we normally do but i wanted just to, to thank you and also um thank you for joining me for some special christmas edition retail therapy thank you paul we're all in it together for christmas uh, and happy holidays to everyone listening merry christmas merry christmas